Welcome in everyone to another edition of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. On this edition, Blake and Taylor will discuss the projected starts for the NBA and NHL, the NFL trade deadline, weekly Minnesota Vikings and Philadelphia Eagles coverage, Minnesota United versus the Chicago Fire, and finally, Global Dynasty Bragging Rights Picks continues along with this week's NFL Week 9. Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, episode 124, begins right now. Yeah. Go, go, go. Case you didn't know, no, no. Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. Yeah, we on for show. With the host Black and Taylor. You already know they down for whatever. When it comes to sports, there ain't no jokes. Already know that they into, so you better come in tune in. Cause you know what this about. Gonna make you scream and shout with all the nasty news. This the dynasty. Case you don't know the breaking rules. Telling you what it does. Giving you the insight. You best believe they're doing it right. Every day and every night. Only question is, yo, is you ready to take flight? Greetings, greetings. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. You are listening to episode 124, 124, everybody, recorded today on November 5th, 2020. And man, I don't know about the rest of the world, but us in America, we are living in a twilight zone. Either that or we have gone back in time. Hello, the year 2000, my old friend. And I will end that talk that I won't even identify right there. How's it going, everybody? I hope you are well, the rest of the world, all my United States of America, all my American citizens, all my friends, brothers, and sisters. I hope you are well. I am exhausted. I am Blake Plotsky, your wonderful co-host here as always, and rejoining me after a week off, or it could seem like a week on due to his work schedule, my wonderful co-host, Taylor Johnson. How's it going, Taylor? Doesn't it feel like Halloween is like 10 years ago? It's only five days ago. Yeah, it actually does. It it feels like every day that passes lately seems like it's months in between i it's absolutely insane i don't know we either we either have the same old guy as president or a new old guy as president we won't know till god knows when i have another comment that i want to make but i don't want to turn anybody off so i okay we'll just leave it at that but just send help please yes uh aliens or Kanye Again, West, the, the time machine, or the or the super collider that's gonna uh, create the black, the giant black hole that we've been hearing about for years. It'll just suck the Earth into an oblivion. I mean, or the Earth can expand and uh, 
go supernova and die out right now because uh, the sun is supposed to expand like and eat up everything up to Jupiter or some nonsense. Well, I mean, whatever happens. I mean, we're living in 2020, so I'm just throwing out every single possibility. When, when you said supernova, do you mean champagne supernova? No, I'm talking Someday about a star you going will supernova. Find me caught beneath the line in a champagne supernova in the sky. <laughs> if anybody can distinguish what Taylor is singing, you're better better than me. <laughs> Same band that sings Wonderwall. Oasis. There you go. Got an Oasis reference in there. And we'll probably yeah. have some later on in the <laughs> show the way it is. Well, <laughs> save us, Liam Gallagher. Save us. Oprah Winfrey. Anybody. Anyways, let's talk some sports, Blake. All Get right. minds off of this crap. All right. Uh, Taylor and I being sleep deprived and just out of our ever loving minds. We might not be at full steam today, but we will bring you Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio only like we know how. Taylor, let's jump into the news for the week. There wasn't a ton that I found that either touched the wire as we always do, stuff that everybody else is talking about. So I've got a couple of bits here and there, a couple of things I just want to mention, and maybe we'll go into the NFL trade deadline. We'll see what happens. This show is probably going to go off the rails sooner rather than later. Taylor, first up, the NBA is trying to figure out when they want to start their next season. So correct me if I'm wrong, but the NBA literally just ended, what, three, four weeks ago at most? Um, feels like six months ago, but no, it was it was in October, wasn't it? Middle of October, maybe? Exactly. So three, I'm four sure. weeks, maybe even less. And the NBA, the players, the players' union, and the league are all fighting out of over when the next season is going to start. For those of you who do not know, when is that going to be? The options currently on the table are December 22nd or January 18th. Now, let me tell you the difference between the two. Let's go with the player's uh, choice of January 18th. Training camps would start on December 28th. Regular season games of 60 back-to-backs per team of 24, end of the regular season sometime in June, start of the playoffs approximately June 28th, and the end of the finals approximately August 21st or, or August 21st to the 23rd, give or take. What the league wants is December 22nd. So... Not even a month in there. Well, like, I, I guess, okay, maybe a month. So, give or take. Training camps start for the December 22nd date of December 1st. Regular season games of 72. So, you're adding 12 more games in there. Back-to-backs of 14 per team. So, still 14 back-to-backs, even though you're cutting it down by 10 from the 24. End of the regular season, approximately May 16th. 
So sooner than the June date, but I guess it's not too far, even though there's a month in between the start dates, so that's maybe a little better. Start of the playoffs May, May 22nd, which is more than a month, and the end of the finals approximately July 22nd. Now, the December 22nd start date, ending the finals at, at July 22nd, would maybe allow for the closest way to get back to a regular season schedule, a regular schedule for the NBA, Taylor, than at least to give some realm of normalcy to the sports world, but specifically the NBA to get back on a regular track. But the biggest thing for the players, and I agree with them, is that December 22nd is too early, even though there's only a month difference in there. What about the playoff teams? The playoff team season just ended. And so in a month, you want them to start training camp again and kick it back up into gear and rev everything back up to 100%. I mean, the way that I'm looking at it, no matter what happens, I think just like the Major League Baseball season, Taylor, a lot of injuries are kind of brewing here. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. I think they will have to kind of go the NFL route and somehow expand rosters maybe to give some guys some more time off. Um, But I'm all for – actually, like I'm all for the December 22nd start. I'm actually – a little disappointed they didn't start Christmas weekend since the NBA is so big on having games on Christmas Day. Like, I thought that weekend, since I think Christmas is on a Saturday this year, they could have had a whole Christmas extravaganza to kick off the season. That's what I was hoping for. Now, are you hoping for that just as a sports fan in general or another reason? No, just because it would be really cool. And since my Vikings take on the Saints Christmas Eve, it might take a little focus off of that game because we all know, well, we suck this year. So maybe a little more focus on the Bucks and a little less on Kirk Cousins. Uh, I get you. So so less alcohol that needs to be consumed well, over, over Christmas that then more so than you would on a normal uh, Christmas with family. Is that, is that what I, what I'm gathering? It's 2020. So who knows? There might be more consumed this year <laughs> with so socially distant with the world just... and the current state of affairs that we're living in. Who cares? I can't uh, wait till I'm, new I'm, year's I'm, Eve. I, I'm surprised. <laughs> I was Maybe just going to say, the... I'm surprised that a lot of people aren't down in a little bit more liquor or a lot more than they normally ever do. Maybe that's when the NBA should start as New Year's Eve. See, why not? I mean, that See, is in, all I get. Okay, it's not necessarily in the middle because December 22nd, it's only a couple of days. But, I mean, that is one way to try and meet in the middle between December 22nd and the 18th. I, I, don't, so, I don't know. Blake, I know you have connections. Can you get Adam Silver on the phone after the show? In between ending the show and me passing out due to exhaustion, I okay. highly doubt can you, it. Can you send him a text? I'd like to talk to him. 
I'd probably bring up like Joe Biden or something and ex and go. Jeez, oh, I thought we were done with the political talk. Jeez. Oh no, we're done. We're done. Just Jeez, uh, I, I couldn't think of a better reference. Why don't I just call up Eric Trump? He'll get something done. Anyways, <laughs> moving along to the God. next to the next sports start. What am I talking about, everybody? The other winter sport of the National Hockey League. The National Hockey League is targeting a July 1st start, so New Year's Day, with the season wrapping up the Stanley Cup, so the finals being done, the cup being awarded before the Summer Olympics that are slated Ooh. to begin on July 23rd depending on how the world uh, likes to laugh at us and slap us all around a little bit. We'll see what happens. But at least, Taylor, I think the NHL is a lot more in sync with one another as far as the players, the union, the league, as far as to how to go forward with the next year's season and make this work. Now, just like the NBA, the NHL Hockey League, they play an 82 game season uh, under normal circumstances both league play 82 games the NHL has already stated that they will not play any less than 48 games on the schedule I don't think that they've uh, ironed that out quite yet they do have time at least they know when their season is going to tentatively start whereas with the NBA it's still up in the air but they say that they will not play any less than 48 games. The last time the league played a 48-game schedule was the lockout-shortened season of 2012-2013 campaign where the teams play normally 82 games in a typical regular season. How many games was the NBA looking at playing? Was it a full schedule or no? Uh, let me open it back up. I closed I out of my sorry. tab here. Uh, no, no, you're fine. Let's see here. If they go with the December 22nd start date, a slate of 72 games, so only 10 okay. less. Okay. With the uh, January 18th start date, uh, 60 even, so 12 okay. less. I agree with you on the NHL. I think they seem a little more insane. They're definitely giving their players plenty of time to rest up. Because um, I believe the Stanley Cup finished up before the finals, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, nine or times after. out of ten, the Stanley Cup finishes before the NBA Finals every year. Nine times right, out I'm, of ten. So I'm, I'm talking about this year. No, I understand. I'm yeah. just saying for the record. Oh, okay. Nine times out of ten, um, they finish before it every year. Because the NHL likes to get their games going, you know, game after, you know, one day off, game after one day off, where the NBA likes to go, hey, let's take five days off in between game one and game two. Well, I mean, I mean, hockey players are pretty tough. No offense to NBA players, but I mean, come on. You can say that again. Prima, you see, you see a Donna's player take a puck in the mouth and they just keep skating right back as they have five they, chicklets hanging down. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I won't talk bad about NBA players, but, but I will. Prima Donna's. Um, no, I think both leagues 
they have to do something to get back to normal. I mean, they can't keep delaying starts and pushing it back. Eventually, and sooner rather than later, they need to get back to a normal-ish type schedule. So, I mean, really, knowing that the NHL is going to start on January 1st, I feel like the NBA totally missed out on the whole New Year's Eve thing. Like, now now I really want to talk to Adam Silver. We could have a (laughs) – that would be the craziest sports weekend. Um, I'm not sure how they're doing the playoff and bowl games, if they're still doing them around that weekend, but um, you have NFL wrapping up. You have NBA starting, NHL starting, possibly college football bowl games. I mean, come on. They're all missing out. College (laughs) basketball – what the hell is wrong with people? Come on. Anyways. We will never find the answer to that question. No, we won't. We won't. Maybe I will, but we'll see. The world has a cure for stupid. Well, there's just too much money in keeping people stupid. <sighs> money Hashtag hot us. take. Hot take. That's hot. Hot take. All right, Taylor, let's jump into the NFL and talk some NFL trade deadline news. Is it just me, Taylor, or do you feel the same way that the trade deadline really went without a mere whimper, or is it just me? Uh, I think COVID had a lot to do with that. Um, The whole trying to bring players in and how they have to quarantine before they even show up, um, physicals and all that. I think, I think quarantine played or COVID played a huge part in the lack of trades that went down. Um, There was definitely no blockbuster trades. Um, Yeah. Like that. It was just kind of, kind of meh. So to say it, there was just nothing there. I think teams are just content on. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I just think teams are content on this is what we got, whatever. Like, I'm not going to try and trade for anybody. I mean, I've got a couple of uh, trades in front of me here and a couple of players that I enjoy watching. Uh, The Bengals' Carlos Dunlop defensive lineman was sent to Seattle. I still think Carlos Dunlop has something left in the tank. Agreed. Let's see here. Carlos Dunlop from Cincinnati to Seattle in exchange for offensive lineman B.J. Uh, Finley and a 2021 seventh-round pick. Uh, the Steelers acquired Avery Williamson after Delvin Bush got injured. Avery Williamson moving to the Steelers from the New York Jets. Avery Williamson to the Steelers in exchange. The Steelers will send the Jets back a 2020 fifth round pick. Got that's gotta be a typo. Wait, hold on. Okay. The Steelers acquired Williamson and a 2020 seventh round pick in exchange for a 2020 fifth round pick. That's gotta be a typo because the 2020 NFL draft already happened, right? I don't know. Did it? We're in the twilight zone. I, I, I just, that's what, that's what confused me, everybody. Because when it said 2020, I was like, wait a minute. Blake, it has not happened yet. 
Nothing has happened. We're all living in the Matrix. So it's all an illusion. Well, we're living in something. I don't think it's called the Matrix. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints have acquired Pro Bowler Quan Alexander from the 49ers. Let's see here. In exchange for a conditional fifth-round pick and linebacker Kiko Alonso. Okay. Kiko. I like uh, both Kwan Alexander and Kiko Alonso. I actually, with the state of the Eagles linebacker room right now, I, I miss you, Kiko. Oh, he was a he was an Eagle. Ah, uh, for a, for a, about a year and a half there. Yep, and remember he got he got dealt to the Dolphins. Remember? I knew he was on the Dolphins. I didn't remember he was on the Eagles. Yep, That's... Philadelphia Eagle before that. That's how much of an impact he didn't have for Philadelphia. And I am so tired. I have nothing witty or zingy to say. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm getting my stride now. <laughs> the Chargers uh, send cornerback uh, Desmond King to the Titans in exchange really? huh. for a sixth-round pick. I totally missed that. Jeez, where have I been? Oh, that's right. Not at hey, you've been a zombie since you got yes. off your off the Jesus. shift uh, on uh, on, on Friday. <laughs> oh man, just zombieing through it. And you know what, man? I don't blame you. I don't know Desmond King Taylor. I I have always liked his game. Same. I feel so I feel I. like he doesn't get enough respect. Uh, I think that's that West Coast bias. Well, now he, he'll be in Nashville, but I don't know. I mean, he's always, I mean, he's a threat every time. Like, I, I'm i with you on that one. I really wish the Vikings would have him, but. Hmm. So this not. isn't uh, a, this isn't an actual uh, completed trade or executed trade, I should say. But the Eagles, you know, had Rumors out there that they were circling uh, Stefan Gilmore of the New England Patriots. It turns out that the New England Patriots wanted not only a first-round pick, but they also wanted a player involved in the Stefan Gilmore trade. And Taylor, I said last week, when Jeff Hunt filled in as guest host for you, thank you, Jeff, so much for filling in. I appreciate you, brother. That I said that as it stands right now for the Eagles, where the Eagles are currently in the draft, that I wanted, uh, uh, oh, I got to look it up in my notepad. His name escapes me now. Oh, there we go. Cornerback uh, out of Virginia Tech, Caleb Farley. That's who I want right now. Because the Eagles need a cornerback opposite Darius Slay. Avante Maddox is a bulldog. He fights every play, but I just don't think that he's, you know, 10-year starter material. Caleb Farley seems to be uh, grading out as far as what I've seen from mock drafts and draft experts so far. He seems to be the most NFL-ready and primed to be a star. As far as the quarterbacks in the draft, there's another Stanford cornerback that I've had that I've 
taking a look at today. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. It's not on my list. I'll have to add him. I just didn't get a chance today. Too much going on. Not enough sleep, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, so I'm glad that we didn't trade for Stefan Gilmore because I would rather use that first round pick on a young guy. I know Stefan Gilmore is one of the best cornerbacks in the game still. He's a Pro Bowl player, but his play has dropped off a little bit this year. Um, he is 30 on the wrong side of 30 in the final year of his contract. You trade for him. You don't know if he'll resign. Is he a rental player? He has 20 tackles, one forced fumble, one interceptions, and two passes defensed this season. So while those are decent enough numbers, not you know eye-popping numbers, he's on the wrong side of 30, yada, yada, yada. I'm glad that that didn't actually work out. The Green Bay Packers uh, wanted to trade for Will Fuller, another pending free agent in the upcoming free agent class at the end of the year. That didn't come to pass. I'm sure, Taylor, you're happy about that one. I I am, but like I don't know why they were giving – there was so much attention. Like, Do Packer fans not realize, especially after Sunday, and we'll get into that soon, um, – <laughs> They don't really need another wide receiver, but they definitely need a run stopper. Just saying. Like, oh, we need Will Fuller. You're going to have Will Fuller for half a year, and that's it. And he's a free agent after this year. So you're not going to win a Super Bowl with Will Fuller opposite of Devontae Adams. Like, shut up. I mean, Will Fuller's staying healthy, and he's well, it's fine. He's Let him stay playing healthy, like gangbusters. I don't know. No. Well, they, if you can't stop the run like they didn't on Sunday – and the other team scores more points than you, um, What Will Fuller's not going to be able to do anything. <laughs> all right, Taylor, that's about all the trade news that I have or any of the, uh, I guess, ones that kind of move the needle about players that, you know, uh, of in-name players, I should say, not to disrespect anybody in the National Football League. You're a professional athlete, for crying out loud. Please don't hit me. Please don't hit me. <laughs> but, but I wanted to ask you, Taylor, before we move on, uh, was there anybody that you wanted to trade from your Minnesota Vikings? And after that, who did you say? Who would you say that you wanted to bring in on the other side? Who would you want to ship out? And who did you want to bring in before Tuesday? I will answer your second question first. I wanted to bring in nobody. We are Fair not enough. in a position. We are sellers. We are not buyers this year. Um, two and well, five right now. Well, I, two, no, sell, just sell and get draft picks. So Slick Rick on draft night can work his magic. Slick Rick. There was there was some rumors and some rumblings of Adam Thielen getting traded to the Browns. Um, get reunited Harrison with Smith Stefanski. Well. Harrison Smith is another. Like I said a couple weeks ago, this as much as it would sadden me to see those players go. I also know it's also a business, but um, somebody, I don't know. I think it was one of the writers for the Vikings brought up a good point. Um, I think after Sunday's game, um, cause I, I am no doubt thinking that we'll be bringing in a new quarterback soon. Um, but they brought up the point. Like if you're going to bring in a new quarterback, would you not, why would you not want to have Adam Thielen, a veteran wide receiver there to also help him along. 
I thought, well, yeah, they make up a good point. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I didn't want to bring anybody in. I was curious to see who would end up going, um, other than in Gakway a couple weeks ago that we talked about. Um, but I don't know. I, I just wanted to see who you'd ship out and what draft capital we would get. Like I said, for Slick Rick to work his magic fingers. So I realize how dirty that sounds, but when you're and Slick Rick. Every- and everybody that listened to the show last week, episode uh, 123, knows how I felt about the draft. Um, I did want to maybe bring in a young linebacker or two, Taylor, like, you know, low cost, high reward potential type deal. I did want Blake Cashman of the New York Jets. I heard rumors and rumblings of that, even though that didn't come to pass. Yes, he's still on his rookie deal. Why would the Jets do that? I can, you know, reach for the stars, I guess, but it didn't come to pass. The Eagles also did nothing. So I guess technically it was for the best. Just one of those things where the linebacker room outside of Alex Singleton is so bad. I I just, I thought, I thought maybe you guys would trade some people away, get some draft, uh, move up in the draft because, um, by the looks of it, you guys are going to win that division, which I what I don't know what the hell you guys are doing. How are you supposed to draft a new quarterback if you're picking like 18th, 20th? Okay, just letting that last comment roll off my back. Like you guys, like I, you're, I you're going to win the division to... with a five, ten, and one record. Like that's ridiculous. I, that aside, <laughs> I said to some buddies, want to say last week it was, I can never remember when I say things anymore. Again, the twilight zone that we're living in. So please don't blame me. I said that who's going to win this division of the NFC East. It's going to be the Washington football team. I'm telling no, you. No, no, it's going to be you guys. Yeah, they are. You guys are going to sneak into the playoffs and get your asses kicked by the probably you guys will be the fourth seed, so you'll play two, seven, two, six, the fifth seed. I, I don't even know who's in contention right now. Saints? I don't know. Tampa Bay, maybe. I don't know. Either way, you're going to lose, and then you guys will be crying. We should have lost more games. Now we don't have a good draft pick. How are we supposed to get rid of Carson Wentz? We should have lost to the Cowboys, but the Cowboys can't do anything right. Yeah. And in saying that, Taylor, (laughs) let's move into league coverage. But. God, we segued pretty nicely. I can barely see straight right now. So (laughs) I'm actually going to let you go first. Um, to talk bad about the Eagles. Okay. Where do I start? Carson Wentz's four turnovers or no, you want me to talk about the Vikings. Okay. If you would please. Okay. Cause I don't, okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. Everybody. We're both so cooked, <laughs> but Ooh, wait a second. Oh, Speaking of cooked, guess who got cooked on Sunday? By Dalvin Cook. That was a great segue. Thank you, Blake. Anyways, 
I do Blake, it I like the best of them, everybody. Well, I, I don't know. You like didn't do it on purpose. I know that, but um, I don't know, Blake. As if far you watch, as you know. Well, no, you didn't. I don't know if you um if you watched that Packer Viking game on Sunday. Um, it was a. I personally did not. Okay, well, you missed a good one. Um, it was frigid at Lambeau Field. The snow was spitting. Um, it was a weird first half. Uh, Green Bay got the ball, methodically drove the ball down the field, took up half the first quarter, ended with a surprise Devontae Adams touchdown at the goal line. Vikings got the ball, methodically moved the ball down the field, ended with a Dalvin Cook touchdown. Um, in the first half, the Packers had three possessions, but you can't count the third one too much because it was right at the end of the half. And the Vikings had two. I believe it set a record for the least number of possessions in a half in the NFL history. Don't quote me, but it should have. Um, the game moved along very quickly. I believe it was, I don't even know if it was 20 after one. It might have been quarter after one when halftime hit. It was insanely quick, but um, no, it couldn't. Halftime, going into halftime and coming out of halftime um, could not have done gone any better than what the Vikings did. Um, they were able to, let's see, if, know, 7, 7, 14. So they were able to tie the game up right before halftime. Uh, got the ball coming out of half. Again, methodically drove the ball down the field. Took a 21-14 to 14 lead after coming out of halftime. Made some fourth down stops, scored another touchdown again, um, withstood a little burst by the Packers towards the end. But uh, story of the game, obviously Dalvin Cook, uh, 163 yards on 30 attempts, uh, three rushing touchdowns, um, had a beautiful 50-yard screen for another touchdown. Um, For you math wizards out there, that's four touchdowns. Won NFC Player of the Week honors, obviously. Um, just a dominating performance. Uh, I mentioned earlier, you know, about Will Fuller and this and that and Packers not able to stop the run. They couldn't do anything to stop Dalvin Cook. Um, and credit goes to our offensive line. I've talked down about our offensive line. I don't know how many times, and rightfully so, but... Um, the way they played on Sunday, I've never seen them play as well as they did. The holes that they opened up for Cook, Blake, me and you could have ran through them. Um, just, just an all-around great game. They didn't need much from Kirk Cousins. Obviously, the wind was, was like 40-mile-per-hour wind at Lambeau Field. Not a lot of throwing going on. and Our defense played well. They made stops when they were called upon. They didn't let Aaron Rodgers beat him like I said I don't know how well he would have been able to throw the ball down the field excuse me um but no they weren't able to run the ball on us either and um I believe and I forgot who was commentating the game but they said listen uh, what beat Green Bay against Tampa Bay Tampa Bay was playing a shell coverage um playing a lot of coverage schemes not really blitzing and Minnesota didn't do that either um, it forced Aaron Rodgers to hold the ball longer. We got pressure on him. Didn't really sack him all the time, but got pressure on him. Um, and did that all just with our four down linemen. So a great all-around game um, from both sides. Uh, there was a scary incident where 
uh, a rookie Cam Dantzler got hit hit in the head. His neck kind of jarred back. Was laying motion, motionless on the field for a while. Um, very scary. Uh, that kind of delayed the game for about twenty minutes. Had to bring a, a backboard out and a stretcher, but um, he actually ended up flying home with the team that night, which was a good sign. Um, the optimistic Zimmer said, oh, he might play on Sunday, but I doubt that's going to happen. So we'll be shorthanded in the secondary again. Um, but I, I just can't, you know, for a, for a one-win team to go into Lambeau and put the butt whooping they did on the great Packers. Oh, we got Aaron Rodgers. We're so good. We're going to the Super Bowl. Well, we put a butt whooping on them, um, and we hit them in the mouth early, and we let them know that, hey, this is going to be a physical ball game, and they could not withstand it. Um, so just a great win. It said we're 2-5. and five. We're not doing much this year. How well that tanking is going, not too well, but whatever. I, I've said before in the week leading up to this game, if we don't win another game this year, as long as we beat the Packers, I'll be happy. And you know what? I've, I did the skull chant I don't know how many times at work on Monday. I'm as happy as a peacock. Like, I don't care. We could lose every game from here on out. I don't care. A one-win team went into Lambeau and upset the the great Packers. Cheesehead-wearing idiots suck on that. <laughs> I'm out. How you ended that, your suck on that, makes me think of the Lewis Black and Jerry Seinfeld comedians in cars getting coffee bit where Lewis just sticks his finger out the window and says with such eloquence <laughs> to suck on that. <sighs> oh, that was, Lewis. that was perfect, man. I couldn't have came up with that any better. That was perfect. Awesome. We should bring, we should bring Lewis black on the show. Oh, gee. Uh, Make it happen. I'd Blake. have to I'd have to edit out a lot of cuss words. We'll have to do some kind of rated R NSFW show. Mature audiences only. I was gonna say because I I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to edit him in any way. You can't. I would just you can't. I would just wanna ask him a question and just let him run. Oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> Oh man. Uh my favorite comedian is Lewis Black, everybody, if I have never said that before. Uh that man can never die. All right, everybody. Waiting to get started on my Philadelphia Eagles as I am. Taylor being happy about his win of the Green over the Green Bay Packers, even though he wants them to lose out because he wants Trey Lance. I digress. Well, I mean, it, well, that's a discussion. We'll, we'll discuss later on that one. I can't get on you, Taylor, too much about that because I wanted my Eagles to lose. I did not want the Cowboys to get a better draft pick than they already have. But the Cowboys, as I have said a couple of times this week, just cannot do anything right. The Eagles beat the Cowboys soundly 23 to 9 and it just was not a pretty game for the Dallas Cowboys for America's team. 
Yeah, real great job, America. Right. Well, then again, Taylor, with the week that we're having, well. maybe the Cowboys are the team America deserves. If ever anybody wants to connect uh, the dots there. I, that's a scary thought. Um, are they really America's team still? Because I feel like if you haven't won a Super Bowl uh, almost 30 years, not really America's team. Just saying. You know, Just I saying. have said that for years and years and years, but we should never bring a Cowboys fan onto the show that isn't my buddy Chris Dolish, because at least Chris Dolish is level-headed about it. Because, I mean, it's it's sad that the Eagles have more Super Bowls in the past 20 years, 25 years than the Cowboys, than Jerry's team. Anyways, the Cowboys, they, they had more time. They had more time with the football than the Eagles did. And they could still only muster up nine points. Ben DiNucci, I think that's his name. I keep wanting to call him Tony DiNucci, the former, uh, independent wrestler, or maybe he still is, uh, in the wrestling business. I'm not sure the, the independent wrestler, longtime Minnesotan. Tony DiNucci. I keep wanting to call him that for that reason. I I don't know how to really start this. They had more first downs than us. Could only muster up nine points. The defense is helping Jim Schwartz keep his job, which is irritating. Total yards in the game they actually had more total yards than we did. That's odd. I did not expect that. Carson Wentz coughed the ball up twice, two interceptions. One that was his fault. The other one I don't feel like it was because the ball sailed on him. The one that uh, 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 Diggs caught in the end zone, or maybe Diggs caught them both. I can't quite remember. I'd have to look that up here. And yet, they still couldn't muster much, the Dallas Cowboys. And yet, they're America's team. Yeah, America's team because America's laughing at you. Taylor, I've said for a couple of weeks now that I wasn't going to, going to carry water for any of my teams. Not for Carson Wentz, no matter how much I love the guy. He did not play that great. The two touchdowns aside that he did have, he's still making plays that he doesn't, or going for plays that he doesn't need to make. I keep saying it and saying it and saying it. He refuses to let a play die, plays hero ball instead of, fighting to live another play. Boston Scott, in the absence of Miles Sanders, who is still out with a knee injury, 15 carries for 70 yards, an average of 4.7 a carry. Boston Scott looked really good in this game, but if you ask my buddy Chris Dolish, the Cowboy fan, he would say that, they that the Eagles should have ran the ball more because the Cowboys are unable to stop the run and yet, it seemed, Taylor, like Carson Wentz 
threw so much more than we actually ran the ball. Boston Scott with 15 carries. Carson Wentz actually only threw the ball 27 times. It seemed like a lot more than that. Again, the twilight zone that we live in, it just it seems like so much more is going on than it is. Or you think a lot's going on and it's not. It just It's impossible to gauge what's real and what isn't. Carson Wentz still running like a fullback every week. Designed runs, I don't understand. With his injury history, I don't like it. Travis Fulgham continues to arrive and say, I am here. I am here to stay. Thank you, Green Bay Packers, for cutting him after six days from your practice squad. Can't thank you guys enough. Just to twist the screwdriver of kicking dirt in the face of the Green Bay Packers to continue with what Taylor was saying. Travis Fulgham, six receptions for 78 yards and a touchdown. For those of you keeping track at home, or for those who aren't keeping track at home for that matter, Travis Fulgham has only had one game of under 50 yards and only one game with not one touchdown. Taylor, when are people going to understand that Travis Fulgham is the real deal? I don't know because I understood it weeks ago and I picked him up off the waiver wire. I say that because to call him out after giving him credit, my buddy Chris Dolish, again, the Dallas Cowboy fan, I can't tell if he's trolling me or not, but he keeps calling Travis Fulgham, you know, uh, words that I can't say on air and saying that he's, you know, had a couple of good games and that he's a, we'll just say a B word. And yeah. just that he's, you know, again, I, I think he's trolling me all told, but I don't know. Well, I think, I think he'll get the credit he deserves when he has a competent quarterback throwing him the football. I give it to Taylor to try to help me out. And he's just got to punch me in the face. As tired as I am, so I can't even see the punch coming. And that's what happens. I I I feel I feel like I've got nowhere to turn. As I said, the defense played extremely well, albeit against a hapless Dallas Cowboys team. What are the Eagles front office gonna think about that? Oh, Jim Schwartz knows what he's doing. Oh, maybe he should keep his job. Rebel, rebel, rebel. Yeah. Yes. Spare me. Wake me up when that's over. The Eagles got plenty of sacks, a couple of forced fumbles. I believe, let's see here. I cannot see my, okay, there we go. I couldn't see the scroll bar on on the side of the window there. Okay, the Eagles did not pick off Danucci, which is odd. I thought they at least got one. Got a defensive touchdown from Rodney McLeod. That, oh, that was off the fumble recovery. Okay, I was going to say that wasn't a pick. Uh, honestly, I, I think you have to take this game with a grain of salt. 
against the Cowboys, Taylor. I have said that I want the team to lose for the better draft pick. I know what that sounds like. Philadelphia fans, please don't, again, please don't hit me or, or worse for that matter. Lord have mercy. But the schedule gets tougher from here, Taylor. I don't know what it's going to look like. And because of that, the schedule getting tougher, I that's why I'm saying that the Washington football team will win this division in the end. I had a joke about your football team, and now I can't remember. Well, I'm now <sighs> grateful that I talked as long as I did. How, uh, how many wins do you guys have? Three. I I closed out the tab. I don't even know off the top oh, of my head. Um, let me look. Two, I think. You have more than two wins. You should have three now. Okay, maybe uh, we're three. Uh, let's see here. Eight weeks. We're three. Three, uh, four, and one. Yeah, three, four, and one. Yep. I was gonna say five, oh. but no, because of eight weeks we have the one tie because of the game with the Bengals. Wow. So you guys have one more win than the Vikings. Wow. Hmm. Should be proud of yourselves. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> uh, we're already going off the rails. <laughs> you guys are gonna lose to the Giants, anyways. <laughs> what was that? I said you guys are gonna lose to the Giants on Sunday, anyways. Well, let's hope. <laughs> oh, not. Oh, wait. No, you have a bye week. Never. Come mind. on, Daniel Jones. Do something right. Never mind, you have a bye week this Sunday, so you can't win. No, yep. No, you, you're uh, right. You're uh, right. Uh, I forgot about that, too. But yet, somehow, Carson Wentz will still throw an interception. Taylor, is there anything else from the league week this, <laughs> league this week that you would like to talk about? Uh, I got a couple of things, but I want to let you go first. Um, no, let's just talk about that fight. So, okay, actually, that's the tab that I have open, so good on you. Taylor, the Bears <laughs> – no, wait, no, Bears defender. Uh, is he, uh, receiver. Oh, he's a receiver. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the Bears wide – oh, yep, right here in the article. Duh, if my eyes could read and see straight. The Bears wide receiver, Javon Wims – is suspended two games without pay for punching New Orleans Saints cornerback uh, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson on Sunday. He punched him twice with his helmet on. Okay, look, we talked about a, having a potential cure for stupid just a few minutes ago. Uh, you're punching a man with a solid protective piece of equipment on i i understand I the guy's a professional athlete but i question where his iq is at i i don't i don't know i don't have anything to say i mean it's like why i didn't see the play so i can't quite analyze it from that perspective But Taylor, you got to take this one. I just, I can't, I can't do it. I, I loved it how he went over there. And I, I heard that he ripped off his chain. 
he ripped off uh, the Saints defender's chain and then hit him. And then I just loved that after he hit him, he was ready to fight. Like he got in that boxing stance. The, the dude from the Saints is like, what are you doing? Like, what is going on? Again, and then just re- Chancey Gardner-Johnson has his just, helmet like, on. Yeah. And he's like, dude, what are you doing? And then the Bears player just reared back and hit him right in the helmet. Like, what are you doing? How stupid are you? I... Apparently, the play before, what was the Saints player's name again? Uh, Chancey Gardner-Johnson. Yeah, so Gardner Johnson apparently the play before was talking trash, had his finger like pointing inside the face mask of that player. But I mean, if that's really gonna set you off, you probably should be playing football. Like, just let it go. And don't hit a guy that has a helmet on. Like, what are you like? I just love when people close fists try and start hitting people with a helmet on. Like, what are what are you doing? If you're going to do it, take the helmet off and swing it. <laughs> Pull a Miles Garrett, you mean? Yes, yes. I mean, let's make it count. I also think he should have been suspended for longer than two games. Make it four. Just I for agree. being a moron. Two for I what mean, he did. You can't have somebody with that low of an IQ, you know, out there playing football. Surprised he knows what direction to run in to catch catch the ball or well, can read well, a playbook. Is, no, nobody heard of him before that happened. So, I mean, one could argue maybe he didn't quite know where to run. Zing, zing. Yeah. Another thing I want to talk about, Taylor, is the end to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game with the New York Giants. Okay, look. I'm an Eagles fan through and through. Flag gets thrown for pass interference on Tampa Bay and gets picked up. Taylor, did you see the play in question? You know, I did not. I did see you comment on it, and I was going to look it up, and I totally forgot. Uh. While I talk about it, please look it up real quick because I need your opinion on this. How is that not pass interference? People say the defender played the ball. Okay. Playing the ball to me means two things. One, playing the ball means actually looking at the football, looking back at Daniel Jones to see the football, he did neither of those things. Sticking your arm out and the ball hitting you in the elbow is not playing the football. That's getting lucky. And you cannot tell me, Taylor, that playing the football also means running into the receiver of the potential football while or before the football even gets there. He just body checked him full on, just bodied him up that and the referees gather together and they pick up the flag because the referee who threw the flag, which I believe, excuse me, 
I which I believe was the back judge, said, oh, oopsie, you know, you, the line judge, or you, the referee, were in a better position than I to actually see if it was a flag or not. I'm going to pick this one up. I'm going to put it in my pocket. Oop, oopsie, sorry about that, because Tommy, Tommy Brady has to win this football game because we got to get, Tampa Bay to the Super Bowl because it's in Tampa Bay and all, and that's what the NFL wants. It just it makes me sick. Uh, that was a horrible pickup of the flag. Thank horrible. you. He Antoine Winfield Jr., who I think is one of the greatest, greatest, um, who I think is a great safety and could possibly I think he might be better than his dad when it's all said and done. But he literally ran through. That's almost like a – the Giants receiver was almost like a defender in basketball, and Winfield just ran right through him. He looked back at the last second, um, but by then he was already he already making contact with him. Um, the Giants guy was like – you. I don't know. That's ridiculous. I'm with you. I'm a conspiracy guy. Can't have Tom Brady lose to the Giants, right? God forbid. Got to have good old Timmy in, in the Super Bowl because it's in Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, it's in Tampa Bay. Of course that's going to happen, isn't it? Why wouldn't it? Uh, the referee meeting you know, before the game. Hey, Roger, we take the phone call. Okay. Okay, Tommy's got to win. Okay. I want to say that I'm being halfway facetious, but I'm... And this is probably my delirium from exhaustion, but I just, I can't take it. I can't, I just, I... I can we just not... But no, 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 no. He just he's gotta, you know. Tommy can't can't look bad. He can't take losses. He can't. When is Tom Brady gonna retire already? Can he just Agreed. like just retire like like now? No. Just like announce it now. Just just nope. quit. Just walk away. Just quit. Got to prove to everybody you can win without Belichick. You got. You got a supermodel wife. You got kids. Just do what your supermodel wife wants you to do, Tommy. Just just come home. Maybe she doesn't want him to come home. Maybe not. I, Maybe not. I don't who know. Knows. <laughs> oh, man. And then as I talked with Jeff Hunt last week and his Miami Dolphins, uh, Taylor, do you think what did you think of Tua's first game? I didn't get to watch. I saw some highlights, but it was better than I expected. Let's just say that. I know that I Tua think, didn't. Or go ahead. Well, I still think Fitzpatrick is the man for the job, and he got shafted. But I, I don't think that Tua played. You know, you know, necessarily poorly or or good. I kind of think he's kind of in the middle there, kind of an incomplete to to say the most that I can because, I mean, he didn't have that great of a stat line. He didn't, stat line. He didn't have much of a stat line to begin with. 
let alone good, bad, or in between. But that defense, Taylor, I think is so much better than anyone expected. As Tua has his growing pains now that he's in the game, in the games for the rest of the year, barring injury, knock on wood form on my desk here, as he's had a bit of an injury history like Carson Wentz. Um, I still think the sky is the limit for Tua. And I, I said that before, Taylor, on our draft special when he got drafted. I think the sky's the limit for him. As long as he stays healthy, obviously, I've said the same about Carson Wentz. You could say I believe the same about both of the both of those men. But I like Tua as as a player. I hope he succeeds. I do too, and I hope I can, <laughs> as I collect cards throughout the years, maybe pull one of his autograph rookie cards. <laughs> do you do sell you, it for a few speaking about your cards uh do you have a Tua rookie card yet or i, or I not? don't i don't because i'm waiting on what there's so many different brands out there i don't know what i should rip open no we'll i see. get you we'll see, see. see and that's the thing you should have pulled the trigger on Tua months ago before he I even know. started sniffing the starting job i know i know Got to pull the e. Got to pull the trigger on that eBay bid now, man. I was too concerned on getting a Joe Burrow at the time. But you can't pursue two cards at once. Well, not when the Joe Burrow one was pretty pricey. All right, but I, I feel, digress. I feel That's you. all I'm going to say before I get myself in trouble. So I get what you're putting it. down. I get you. That's it. All right, I will move us along. Then I, I totally get you. All right, Taylor, last night, and I had to watch this this afternoon for crying out loud. I, <laughs> uh, Taylor, but at least we got some soccer in. Our Minnesota United tied with the Chicago Fire. As always, I let you go first. I, I forgot the game was even on, Blake, so I didn't even watch it. All right, fair enough. No, totally fine. All right, let because me honestly, pull up. I go I, ahead. I saw, I saw that it was that was one of the games that got rescheduled. I honestly thought that it'd be another COVID case. So I thought, meh, this won't happen. All right, so uh, I'm not going to go through my. Uh, uh, my grid stats, like I normally do, I'm going to just kind of take my coach's corner and kind of condense it as best I can. I did not get my grid stats in order because I was running low on time and running a little behind today. Yes, behind today, even though I haven't slept much, which means I've been awake. Just it's a whole thing. I'm not getting into it. I'm running on very little sleep in the last 72 hours. Please just bear with me. Taylor, not for nothing, I know the Chicago Fire are building into a decent team. As of right now, I should say as of right now, only because I did not check the standings since last night, excuse me, with the other games that were played along with the Minnesota United Chicago Fire game. But the Chicago Fire are proving to be a feisty team that fights till the end. 
it's either that or we're not as good as as some fans think we are as i've said on this episode here i'm trying to not hold water for any of my teams you know i love my minnesota united i miss terribly going to games i it it hurts no home opener this year that hurts hopefully there can be a home opener next year i don't know how positive i am about that outcome but our defense was really touch and go last night our defense was let's see here from left to right bake diabasi brent Coleman, jose aha and roman mentonaire so we were a hodgepodge of a back line except for roman mentonaire manning his side on the right side of the on the right flank as per usual every single game taylor michael boxel is hurt Icopara is he's alive but nowhere to be seen still don't know what the deal is with him and chase gasper is mysteriously hurt so what you're we saying have, is go ahead Icopara owes somebody money i don't follow what you're, what you're saying i don't follow He's alive but missing. Oh, oh, oh! I get, I got you, I got you. I yeah. Uh, delirium, everybody, delirium. Brent, I gotta. Okay, I'm gonna attack this first before I even get into this game, Taylor. So you know, before the whistle, the first whistle from the center referee, everybody on the field kneels, right? Right. Who is the one player? That chooses to not. I don't know. Mr. Minnesota boy, Brent Coleman. Really? Oh, you, you weren't aware of that? So no, I was not aware of that. He has, what was that? I was not aware of that. The two games that he has started recently, everybody kneels, you know, in their own way. You know, Jose Aha in the games he puts his hand on his knees he's kneeling uh roman mentonaire has a slightly raised fist you know just kind of just above his leg you know and every everybody kneels in their own way mr brent Coleman has to be special and he stands on his two feet with his hands clasped behind his back to also be different no matter what you think about this I'm not trying to be political. I am saying what Brett Coleman does. So spare me. Instead of wearing the Black Lives Matter t-shirt that was designed by, I want to say, Philadelphia Union's longtime de defender, uh, Cavale, I think that's his name. I apologize if I got that wrong. The Black Lives Matter t-shirt that everybody wears. Coaches wear it. Players wear it. Brent Coleman wants to be included, but he has to be slightly different. He wears a end racism t-shirt. Why? You guys be the judge. Because I don't want to turn anybody off by ranting about something that polarizing. Normally, Taylor, I would not mind. I am too tired to go 
that crazy. I'll probably blow a gasket. Almost like I did last week. Listen to episode 123, everybody, but I digress. Taylor, Brent Coleman has his usefulness is at an end, both as a player and as a teammate on this team. I have said for the last couple of weeks that I don't think our bench is good enough. Brent Coleman is a part of that bench. And he made some blunders in this game. So did a lot of, so did everybody else. Brent Coleman, I'll admit, saved the win from the Chicago Fire because honestly, Taylor, there were two moments where the Chicago Fire probably should have won the game four to two. And I'll elaborate. But Brent Coleman just simply isn't good enough. I'm looking at the 6 1 rating that he had in front of me, and I don't agree with that. Bakaye Diabasi had a 5-9, even worse. I agree with that. Across the back line, Jose Aja had a 7-8. Roman Mentaner had a 7-8 as well. Both 7-8s uh, on the right side. No Hassani Dotson due to the ankle injury. Probably, uh, he's probably... Oops, sorry. I thought I got a message on Facebook Messenger. Sorry, I was going to clear that, everybody. Just wanted to check. Uh, Jose, uh, Jose, Hassani Dotson is probably done for the year. My guy, Hassani Dotson Taylor, leader of his fan club, still irks me. Marlon Hairston started in his place. Jan Gregush was unable due to Marlon Hairston playing as a as a second defensive midfielder. Normally, we play a number six and a number eight, Taylor, as you know, in our formation. Jan Gregush, this means that Jan, Gre Jan Gregush has to stay back a little bit more. But Jan Gregush, Taylor, not for nothing, I think played one of his best games in a Minnesota United jersey, I think. Back to Bakke Diabasi on the Barrick goal cross that he should have taken care of. I wished he would attacked, would have attacked that with more purpose. I don't think we marked it too well on the goal for Barrick. Barrick uh, headed the ball past Dane St. Clair for the opening goal. I think I, I wish we would have bodied up Barrick a little bit better, the Polish international striker. Baki Diabasi, I know that he's a stout veteran with League One experience, French League One. Nothing to shake a stick at, everybody, but I think that he plays too much with his head and not enough with his heart in a way. And I don't mean that to say that his heart isn't in it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I wish he would kind of more go for broke a little bit. Taylor and not not make stupid decisions but you know like instead of you know when he's going in for the cross on the Barrick goal instead of putting his hands behind his back and kind of turning his shoulder a little bit or on another play that almost led to a goal but thankfully it didn't it went across the goal line without a Chicago Fire player getting to it the ball's in the box Diabasi 
if I'm coach, I tell Diabasi to kind of slide in, not toward the ball, but in front, Taylor. So in front of the player with the ball, right? So just kind of put your leg out and try to stop it. It doesn't mean that you have to, but put forth the effort. Where Diabasi kind of just tried to run through and tried to, you know, kind of put his body in front of it. No, put your leg out in front of it instead. So Diabasi kind of tried my patience a little bit in this game. I know he's had better games. I know that he's better than that. In the 20th minute, Taylor, we got lucky. Dane Sinclair slid down for a kick save on the ground. Uh, Georgie Mihalovic got the ball, passed right to him, passed around Dane Sinclair, right to Georgie Mihalovic. The goal is wide open. Defenders are a little bit lost, I think, which we were a little bit lost all game, personally, especially when we were would get stretched, which has been a problem for Minnesota United lately. Thankfully, put the shot up and over the bar. Thank God. It was right there. The goal was wide open. I was shocked he missed it. He missed a clear sitter. Up to four minutes from then, on the 24th minute, we got stretched again by Chicago Fire. Dane Sinclair is out of his goal. He is out. He is on the right side, closed down the space, closed down the space, closed down the angle. I know exactly what he's doing, but just it wasn't the time to do it. I get the idea, just the execution isn't there. That's not what he should have done. Shot goes in. The goal mouth looks once again wide open. Only four minutes later. The shot, as I mentioned, Taylor, the one thing Brent Coleman did that was good all game, Brent Coleman cleared it off the line and AHA cleared it off of the out of the box. <laughs> if Bakke Diabasi, if you look clear carefully, Bakke Diabasi slid in behind Coleman and stuck his leg out just in case if Coleman couldn't get down quick enough. So Bakke Diabasi kind of put forth a second barrier behind Coleman and Taylor. That's just another thing about being a savvy veteran. Bakke Diabasi is he earned a yellow card for a professional foul. Uh, Chicago fire had a breakaway. Diabasi, it looked like he just body checked his, his mark that he had. The replay showed that he not only body checked him, but he threw his foot up and kind of, put his leg in front of his chest and kind of impeded his progress. That is what we call everybody in soccer, a professional smart foul to avoid a breakaway. Bakke Diabasi earns a yellow card. He's talking to the ref. He's laughing. He knows exactly what he did. He's too, he's too, he's too savvy of a veteran to not know. He knows exactly what he was doing. In the 37th minute, Kai Kamara makes a big run, Taylor, off of one of the beautiful passes from Jan Gregush. Jan Gregush, as I said, I felt like he had one of his best games of the year, one of his best games in a Minnesota United kit. Kai Kamara, 36 years old, I mean, he's breaking. He is stretching the defense. Francisco Calvo cannot keep up with even a 36-year-old Kai Kamara. Taylor crossed through the box, in front of the back line, crossing to the right. 
Kai Kamara is on the left. What is he doing? Nope, did we lose Taylor there? No, I'm here. I thought I lost you. No, nope, I'm here. Oh, all right. I'm here too. I thought I lost you. I thought you left me. No, no, no. So, okay. Or did you you hear my uh, setup there? I believe so. All right, so what is Kai Kamara trying to do? Not sure. Hey, th- think about it. Kai Kamara's on the left, gets past Francisco Calvo. He's stretching the back line, hits a ball across the box in front of the back line to the right. To the right side, what is he doing? I believe he's trying to set up a goal. He is setting up Ethan Finley. Finley latches onto it. I know what Ethan Finley was trying to do. He goes for the cute. Low low power shot. Tried to sneak it under Bobby Shuttleworth. Bobby Shuttleworth was our inaugural MLS goalkeeper in 2017. For those who do not remember, I I was unaware that Bobby Shuttleworth was with the Chicago Chicago Fire. Now he thought Bobby Shuttleworth was going to keep his legs open, and it looked like Ethan Finley was trying to five hole him. Bobby Shuttleworth gets down, blocks the shot. Ethan Finley, he's got to hit that with more power. He hits that with more power. Bobby Shuttleworth can't stop it. He tried to be too cute. Excuse me. Unfortunately, Ethan Finley did not have that great of a game. Taylor Robin Lode on the other side, on the left wing, had also what I think is one of his best games in a Minnesota United jersey, but that's me. Robin Lode getting in on the tackling game. I believe he hit every single tackle that came his way. I don't have the stats up right now, but I believe that is the case. Kevin Molino did Kevin Molino things. But Chicago Fire, let's see here. Chicago Fire ended up going up 2-1. to one. Too, too much lazy defending. It just, we missed a couple of chances we should have had. Chicago Fire, they defended well. They defended hard. They defended with heart. They came to St. Paul, Minnesota to play because with two games left in the regular season, Taylor, of all of MLS, the Chicago Fire are just above the playoff line. They probably need four points to secure their playoff spot, all told. Now they need three more as they took a draw from us 2-2 two to two last night. Emmanuel Reynoso coming back from his COVID diagnosis. He started out on the bench. Taylor Emmanuel Reynoso was so special. Even in the cameo appearance that he had, I believe he had 20-ish or so minutes, the guy just electrifies the field. He electrifies his teammates. He's everywhere. On dead balls, Gregouche, as good as John Gregouche is, Emmanuel Reynoso is better. He makes things happen. And our opening goal to lead to our 2-2 draw happened on a Emmanuel Reynoso Minnesota United dead ball. 
hits the hits a perfect ball up and over Taylor. I have no idea how Jose Aha got his toe to this. He, I mean, it was like a go go gadget leg like type situation. And his leg, Jose Aha kicks out his leg. It extends, and he just taps his big toe to it, and somehow he gets the goal. In the end, we're fighting back. We're fighting back once again. We are. We we lose the possession game. I, Taylor, I keep saying this every week. I don't know how we're losing the possession game. I don't get it. I hate it. How come we can't? And. Chicago, the Chicago Fire are a playoff team right now. They're not an also ran. That's not what I'm saying. But how come we can't beat these teams in the possession game? It didn't seem like that to start. But thankfully, in the second half, we got more of the ball, more of the ball, more of the ball, especially when Emmanuel Reynoso finally came on the field. And when it looked like all was lost, Taylor, who do you think scored the tying goal? I know I want to say it's Ethan Finley, but it's not. So, a headed attempt by that was left unmarked by the Chicago Fire. I don't know what they were doing. Who got an open header in the box into the left corner past Bobby Shuttleworth? Mr. Who gets way too much criticism, Finnish international Robin Lord. Guy, he's been playing great lately. Absolutely great. And a Just headed amazing. attempt for that matter. I you don't see too many headed attempts from Robin Lode, but I guess any player can get a headed attempt if you give him an unmarked attempt in the box. I mean, geez, you might as well go for it. He saved a point for Minnesota United at home. Taylor, it wasn't the best game in the world. Some sloppy defending, a lot of sloppy defending, too much for my liking. If I was Adrian Heath, I wouldn't be too happy. Adrian Heath at the press conference last night was not a happy camper, and I don't blame him. One last bit of news, Taylor, that I saw from one Minnesota United insider, Andy Greeter, who works at, I can't remember if this is a Star Tribune or the Pioneer Press, I can't remember, one of the newspapers that have been around a long time in the Minnesota, in the Minnesota Twin Cities, for that matter. You know, we, we've been talking about uh, Luis Amaria for a while now, promised 25 goals when he started, started out hot, then COVID happened, break in the league, like every other league that took breaks. Come back for the MLS's back tournament. Got injured before the first game that we were supposed to play back. Then Mason Toy had to start. And then he kind of was never the same with his leg problem and what turned into an ankle problem, which turned into season-ending surgery. Adrian Heath did say, and uh, or apparently, sorry, said by uh, Minnesota United insider Andy Greeter, said that Luis Maria may not be done in Minnesota United colors. Uh, Adrian Heath said, never say never. Uh, they do want to see more of him, apparently, depending on how his surgery goes. Apparently, he's supposed to be ready by the start of next season when that starts up, hopefully, at the normal start time in March, if not sooner. And... They're talking about a full-on purchase option from his team in, uh, 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 
I can't remember what country Luis and Maria plays for. Uh, but what do you think about that, Taylor? I think it's uh, – I think they need to go full steam for it. I think this team is right there. I, I said it before the season, before everything happened. I, I said I think the team is right there. Why not do that and then get rid of Heath as coach, bring in Taylor Twelman, and you got a recipe for – the ML, oh, uh, MLS Cup. <laughs> I think Taylor Twelman's job at ESPN is a little too cushy for him to want well, to do that. Yeah, him and his pretty hair and his fancy makeup. How Taylor Twelman looks so good still at his age, I have no idea. How old is he? I will look it up really quick. This is weird that we're talking hurry. about his age. Like, I don't know. Taylor Twelman is 40 years old on the nose. Do you know where he's from? From Minneapolis, Minnesota, hmm. born but raised in St. Louis, Missouri. But born in Minneapolis. <clears throat> Seems like a match made in heaven for me. I have my thoughts on who I want as coach. I will save that for next week as we are running a little bit long. I thought I would be able to keep us under a certain time. Apparently not. So let's move right along, Taylor, to our final segment this week. As always, Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio bragging rights picks. This oh, week, everybody, is week number nine. What is OGs? I, I did pretty good last week, didn't I? Maybe. You went eight and six. Not I bad. went 10 and four. Well, which uh, stop the count, which stop includes count. hold it, hold it, <laughs> which includes our two differences that we had. We only had two. stop the count. See, now I did say on the air, which is on record for everyone to listen to SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you want to listen to it. I said to Jeff, I said, there are games that I want to take. But I will not give up easy differences. So I purposely took the other team, and it worked out for me. So you know what? Eat it. This is an injustice to our democracy. Stop the count. I am up. There will be lawsuits. I am up 71.45 to Taylor's 67.49. So it's not that bad. Where's Rudy Giuliani? Yeah, quit your crying. Oh, Rudy. Oh, is this another Borat? Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> all right, all right. Before I have yet to get... watch that movie. What is wrong with me? What was that? I have yet to watch that movie. Oh, my God. I've probably watched it like 62 times. What is wrong with That's, You're the you one who no brought life. it up to me <laughs> days know. before it got released. Make time tonight. Tonight, no, tell tell your no. wife we're watching it. No, that's not happening. I got football to watch tonight. Speaking of football, Taylor, Thursday night, tonight, November 5th, Taylor's favorite Green Bay Packers. My favorite. You freaking... See, I was being sarcastic because I did the voice. Yep, so calm down. Get, versus the San Francisco 49ers. Taylor, the Green Bay Packers are hurt in a big way right now, especially at running back. 
But if anybody can lead this team, I know you hate me saying it, it's Aaron Rodgers. And the San Francisco 49ers are even more injury-riddled. They're starting Nick Mullins at quarterback along with other injuries that they have. I read today that Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle are out for six weeks at minimum. Ouch. That's funny because Kittle told um, uh, Shanahan the other day that he'll be out two weeks. Yeah, well, not happening. Um, Yeah, the Niners are just riddled with injuries and COVID, and Packers are going through injuries and COVID. (sighs) I'm taking Green Bay. You are? Yeah, I am too. I can't not. I mean, it's after that poor performance. I know, but I can't. This this isn't going to be it. After that poor performance from the Packers, they, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Starting our Sunday night slate, the Denver Broncos and Atlanta Falcons. I'm taking the seemingly resurging Atlanta Falcons. I will take the Falcons in this one as well. The Seattle Seahawks and Buffalo Bills. Give me Mr. MVP elect Russell Wilson and the Falcons. Or Seahawks. They're they're both birds. Leave me alone. Yeah, they're both better than the bird team you cheer for. Um, Remember what Chris Berman used to say? I am so tired, it escapes me. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Give me the Bills. Difference numero uno. Big game for Stefan Diggs. The Baltimore Ravens versus the Indianapolis Colts. Taylor, is it just me, or do the Ravens not seem... Like, all together. Is it just me looking at Lamar Jackson too closely, or am I on to something? They seem a little more disjointed than last year. They seem like... Okay, so it's not just me. Okay. No, something's off, but I don't... I can't quite put my finger on what it is. Come on, who are you picking? Come on, come on. Pick one. I'll take one, another bird. Oh, of course, you're going for a bird team again. Another bird team that's better than yours. Um, give me the Colts. The Houston Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars. The matchup of who gives a crap F teams. Wow. Jeez. Wow. Well, people in Houston and Jacksonville, I think, give an F, maybe. Well, I mean, they're fans of the team, so that's okay. Well, that's acceptable. I'm talking about Joe Public here. Joe the Plumber. Okay, well, Joe Exotic, I think, would pick the Jaguars, so I'm going with the Jaguars. One thing before I make my pick, uh, I heard today that uh, J.J. Watt basically said, I don't have 10 years left. I'm not in rebuild mode. Uh, basically saying, a.k.a. trade me. 
Why didn't they trade him before the trade deadline? Like, come on. I don't know. I mean, Taylor, do you the think guy... that J.J. Watt hasn't earned exactly. the right to maybe play for a contender? He's literally given blood, sweat, and tears to the Texans on some good teams and on some very not good teams like this year. Move right. him. He deserves to win a championship. All right, so Minnesota we're in agreement Vikings. there. All right. Yes. Um, Gardner Minshew, I believe, has COVID, I think. Either that or he's hurt. Uh, I couldn't tell you who the backup is without looking at the depth chart. I'm going to say it's got to be third difference. Give me the Texans. You're wrong. <laughs> the Carolina Panthers and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Panthers are surprisingly decent under a resurging Teddy Bridgewater, but he's facing against the unbelievable Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. I got to take the Chiefs. Yeah, I wasn't too sold on how the Panthers played against the Falcons 10 days or a week ago. Uh, give me the Chiefs. I can't really bet against Pat, Pat Mahomes. The Detroit Lions and Taylor's Minnesota Vikings. No Stafford, it looks nope. like, as Matt Stafford has COVID. I don't think he has COVID. I think I saw that he was in very close contact with somebody outside of football that had COVID. So I don't know if him and his wife had a little three-way sore way with sore way, whatever with somebody, but I, that's I'm not saying that. <laughs> Taylor let in there, and I just somehow did not cut him off. I just let him let it happen. Whatever you want to do, Stafford, I don't care. But, I mean, whatever. Anyways. Um, Knowing that, I mean, that hurts the offense a lot. Because, once again, looking at the depth chart, I couldn't tell you who the backup is. I I mean, do do they give DeAndre Swift? I mean... 20 plus carries if not touches i i mean the defense is no slouch sure but i you know that hurts the lions um i'm gonna take taylor's vikings wow that's shocking um i believe this is going to be an adrian peterson slash everson griffin um, revenge game everson griffin not happy about what mike zimmer said about him today um, they asked Zimmer about Griffin. He called him a good player. Uh, ever since pissed off because he didn't call him a great player or some kind of BS. I don't know, whatever. Um, that being said, with how poor our secondary is, um, we got a little momentum going. Um, and I believe we just give it to the hot hand and Delvin Cook. Uh, we come out with a W on this one. I did not expect you to go with your team, if if I'm honest. Wow. Well, I didn't last week, and look what happened. Maybe, I, again, I don't want them to win anymore, so I'll just keep picking them. <laughs> the Chicago Bears and Tennessee Titans. Taylor, the Chicago Bears don't know what – they don't know if down is up, if up is down, left is right, and et cetera, et cetera. But they want Trubisky benched, and then they want Trubisky, and then they want Foles, and they want to – uh, I almost want to feel sorry for Bears fans, but I was told 
by a smart man that the Bears have had the same quarterback since Jim McMahon. I got to say, give me the Titans. So how the Bears are at top of this division, I don't know, or near the top. Unreal. It's NFC East light. That's why. Well, I wouldn't go that far. At least we have. Um, I said light. I didn't say NFC with East. Winning records, so I wouldn't even go that far. Uh, give me the Titans. Remember the Titans. What a matchup. The New York Giants versus the Washington football team. The Giants, like the Cowboys, just can't do anything right. I got to say, give me the football team. I will take a football team, but I will take the New York football Giants. Difference number four, Taylor going out on a limb. I D like it. DC is in disarray. It's a distraction. The Las Vegas Raiders versus the L.A. Chargers. Taylor, a Las Vegas Raiders team that really isn't a pushover this year. Then again, Not they've so been much. a little bit. They've been a little bit up and down, where they don't look like a pushover, and then they don't look like a pushover again. And then the third game, they kind of dip a little bit, and then they come back up. And the L.A. Chargers, Taylor, just like what I thought was you know, stupid in starting Trubisky to begin with, with the Chicago bears, the, the Los Angeles chargers look even stupider for not starting Herbert to begin with. Correct. I, I've become a Justin Herbert fan. I'm going to say Same. chargers problem with the chargers. They have blown some leads this year. I think it was like four leads. They, I think had at least a two-score lead, if not 17 points at one point in the game. Um, this team at two and five could easily be four and three. Mm -hmm. um, but I, as big of a Burrow fan as I am, I'm more of a Herbert fan. I think I've said it before, and I'll say it again. He's going to have the better career. Give me the Chargers. I like this team. Little bait and switch there with how you started. I thought you were going to take Las Vegas. Screw Derek Carr. <laughs> the Miami. I think the Raiders want to screw Derek Carr Whoa. as well and not in a good way. <laughs> the okay, Miami that's... Dolphins <laughs> versus the Arizona Cardinals. Taylor, I think this <laughs> game just got a lot more. Thank you for the courtesy laugh. I appreciate it. I think oh. this game just got a lot more interesting because of Tua and Tua alone. You got Gaskin as the running back for the Dolphins who came out of nowhere, absolutely stole the starting job from Jordan Howard. Miami Dolphins defense, which is no slouch currently, lately. I mean, the defense is the reason they won their game last week. And the Cardinals are nothing to shake a stick at either. This game, Taylor, has a spread of minus four and a half. I feel like this should almost, well, I, I want to say pick them, but then again with Tua, you still don't know. But this game doesn't feel as easy as it looks on paper. No, it doesn't. And, and again, I look at the Cardinals record. Five and two. That's a very quiet five and two team. Nobody's talking about them. You can them. say that again. Um, NFC West, arguably toughest division in football. 
Um, Niners going through their struggles, but I think if they're healthy, these teams could all, I mean, are all within a game or two of each other. I know the Niners are four and four, but. You mean, you mean, you mean Dolphins? No, I was talking about the Niners being four and four in conjunction with the rest of the teams in the. Division. Oh, the division. So, sorry. Yeah. I, uh, got confused there. Sorry. But I'm going to say the Dolphins after this week will be four and four. Give me Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. I am also taking Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Of course, you're picking another bird team better than yours. Weird. Another bird team better than yours. Weird. Well, it's true. They're five and two. You guys are two horse crap and one. The Pittsburgh Steelers versus a team that basically doesn't even exist. Well, I wouldn't go that far. They're they're within they're within shot of winning the division, so and let's hope that they do all told. Not happening. Not Who happening. is playing the Pittsburgh Steelers? Okay, fine. It's Dallas Cowboys. I don't want to give them any credence because they're absolutely awful this year. And I still love how many fans blindly say, oh, we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, how's that going? Yeah, let Tony DiNucci lead you to a Super Bowl. It's Ben, but okay. That's kind of the point of the joke. No, I the Steelers it. are going to roll the Cowboys no matter what they do. The Steelers defense could run the ball backwards and well, kneel down on the three well, yard line and yeah. still come out and figure it out. True. The Steelers are going to crush the Cowboys and Taylor last week with the Kansas City Chiefs having the, the biggest spread of the year with 19 points. This game is only 13 and a half. I think that that's low. I believe I'm I taking said the, the Steelers if uh, it wasn't clear. I believe I said the Jets were going to cover last week. Did they? What was the final score of that game? I have to look. Anyways, I'm taking the Steelers. While Taylor looks Ooh. that up, nope, final game of week wow. nine, everybody, Monday, November 9th, 2020, the New England Patriots take on the hapless Trevor Lawrence honing in tractor beam running toward New York Jets. I'm sorry, Sam Darnold, your time in New York is just about up. My friend, pack your bags, get ready for Philadelphia. The thing is, Taylor, oh, good Lord. The Patriots don't look good at no, all. They don't. No running Horrible. game to speak of. Cam Newton sucks way more aged than he ever could hope to. Bill Belichick looks a little lost. The defense isn't doing much. I mean, could the Jets possibly pull this out? No. I mean, no, ser seriously, I'm not joking here. I know, and I, 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 I'm telling you no. Because something about the Jets, Bill Belichick just loves toying with them. And Adam Gase, why is he not fired yet? Can we just get I, rid of them? That's one of the great 2020 mysteries, Taylor. Add that to the list. That is miles and miles long, my friend. One of those that we just don't understand. 
I almost want to pick the Jets, but we have four differences already. I don't want to give you anything. I don't want to just hand it to you. Do it. Don't be a chicken. Do it. Taylor talked me out of it. Give me New England. Well, I'm taking New England, too. Come on. Nope, can't do it. Like I said Fine. last week, I'm not just going to hand it to you. Well, again, I'm, you will hear from my lawyers. <laughs> As we bring week nine of the NFL season to a close, even though it hasn't even started yet, Global Soon. Dynasty Bragging Rights Picks 2020, we end the week with four differences. And with that, I don't know how I'm still talking. I don't know how I'm making any sense at this point, but I guess the only way to look at it is I always bring a hundred plus percent for you guys, the listeners of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, the fans. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've reached the end once more of this edition of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. This has been episode 124. Taylor, this week is done and dusted. This week feels like it's taken longer than any week in 2020, which is hard to say. No, I agree. I'm sick of this week. Tired. Just want to wake up tomorrow. Everything normal. It'll never happen. Just just wake us up when it's over, just, everybody. And Taylor, I, I take it that those are your parting words? No, I do have some breaking news. Are you ready for this, Blake? I will be in a moment. Taylor, any parting words, my friend? Take it away. Yes, breaking news. Very good possibility that the band Creed is reuniting. Didn't they threaten on Twitter to reunite? Like, oh, it's not scary, scary. This, we're threatening go. to reunite. Okay, let's we're going to end the show. I got to ask, though, first. With arms wide open. What, what? What is? I don't understand. They can reunite all they like. That's totally fine. Do what you want. I, what is threatening have anything to do with it? It's just, is do it it just because it. they know they're a running joke, or what is it? I, I hope they reunite, and I hope that is the to be announced at Rockfest. Ah, Hello, my friend. There. Again. Taylor is looking into his crystal ball that just may uh, have a nice right prediction in there. Uh, ask really? Taylor for some stock tips and some. Oh, definitely uh, don't do that. And some uh, and some uh, horse uh, horse numbers. Uh, don't do that either. Um, <laughs> funny story, real quick about Creed before we go. Um, Aaron sure Rodgers had, has told the story before. I don't think he he might have been starting then, but I'm not sure. Um, forgot what stadium they walked into. The minute he said they walked onto the field for warmups, Creed started playing. Um, he looked to his other quarterback must have been his backup and said today's going to be a good day and they ended up torching whoever they were playing so i mean come on you saying that makes me want to go on an hour-long music rant but we don't have the time and i don't have the mental capacity <laughs> any longer well, so I taylor you are safe for the moment the news today
for Taylor Seems Johnson. I'm life. Blake Plonsky, and we'll see you Gonna next week change. for episode 125 of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, and we are out. Peace. Facebook Amy always had a computer.